Hey, so what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful Arsenio ZSL podcast, man. So grateful to be back. And today is another day. Now, there are core segments within each of my seasons, and I love to go back over them and address them from different hats and different vantage points and different perspectives. Now, you may have already heard me talk about making decisions before in the previous season, but this one is going to be tackled from a different perspective, right? And so what we're going to do here, okay, is we're going to take a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a test, a quiz, okay? But before we do that, I would like to ask you a question such as, hey, would you describe yourself as a decisive person? Now, when we talk about decision-making and making decisions, it's very, very, very critical to be very quick with easy decisions and always look at it from different shoes and different hats. This is something I had taught in my presentation at BIDC when I did the presentation back in, I believe it was 2020 was the last time I did my presentation there because they are clowns. But anyways, you know, when I went there um, and I talked about different hats, it's always great to play the devil's advocate role to say, okay, if you do do this, what could potentially happen? What could be the pitfalls? You know, sometimes the pros and cons work for a lot of people and whatnot, but it's always great to say, you know what, am I really good at decision-making or do I dread making decisions? You know, I have a friend who I am very quick with making decisions, like in terms of dinner, this and that. But the more choices, the worse. So if I'm walking with my friend to the shopping center and she's like, hey, let's go here. Or would you like to go here? Or would you like to go here? Or would you like to go here? Or would you? I'm like, stop. Let's go with your choice number one. Are you sure? Are you sure about that? Are you really, really sure? Is pizza what you really want? I'm like, Jesus Christ, what is wrong with you, psycho woman? Okay. I want pizza. No, I don't care about this food, that food. Thank you. Let's go. But no, there's no but. Let's go. And so I don't dread over very small decisions. But to be honest with you, there have been times where that specific friend would say, oh, I'm looking for something to eat right now at 6 p.m. 8 p.m. comes around. Oh, I didn't uh, I, I couldn't choose what to eat. So I just didn't eat. That is a big issue. That is a very big problem. And so. Let's go over some of these questions. We have A through G, and then what you're going to do, we're, we're, uh, you're going to figure out how decisive you are in general, okay? And then we're going to go to an analysis and see, based on how many times you answer no, yes, and it depends for each of these questions, see what type of person, what type of, let's say, uh, what is it? what type of thinker you are, okay? So you can, be, you can be either a balanced decision maker, a reflexive decision maker, or a reflective decision maker. So let's go over these. Now remember, with these questions, answer yes, no, or it depends. Again, I would love for you to, of course, um, uh, what is it? My uh, Man, I was just reading a message. It just got thrown off. Jeez, uh, I don't even know where I was going. Okay. So listen very carefully, answer yes, no, or it depends, all right? So A, it says, you're writing a report, the deadline's tomorrow, but it's your partner's birthday. Do you work late to finish it? Now, obviously me, that would never be a problem because I always prioritize my task, I always have my finishers for Friday. 
Uh, I always make sure you know what, this is the number one thing on my agenda. I am not going to deter away from this. So I would never find myself in this situation. But let's just say for all, uh, I hate to use this term, but for all shits and giggles, that this were to happen. Um, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, stay up late to finish it because I'm that type of person where I'm like, you know what? At about 7.30 PM, I look at my day and say, you know what? Enough work. I'm going to tune down now. Now, normally I go to sleep at between like 8 to 8.30. Okay. Because I always wake up at about 4 to 4.30. And when I go to sleep, I try not doing work any like two hours before. I set up my next day for the high priority things I got to do that next morning. And that's that. Now, if for whatever reason I need to stay up to do something that actually gives me no value, and I always ask myself, if I don't do this, am I going to lose my job? And if so, and again, luckily I don't work that job, but, and if so, does that job even value me? And so it's all about prioritization. So I would never find myself in this position, but ask yourself, would you stay up, do it, you know, and do it late and to finish it? Yes, no, or it depends. Me, no. So I got one no for A. All right. B, you're with a major client who wants to stay out clubbing all night. You don't want to. Do you politely say goodnight? Hell yes. First and foremost, I'm not, you know, I, I, it's not that I have really bad tinnitus. My tinnitus is probably, tinnitus is basically inflammation of, you know, they, uh, science, uh, doctors say that it's the ear, but scientists are pointed towards this being just a symptom of a bigger cause, right? But my tinnitus has dissipated almost completely uh, over maybe the last couple of months. It just comes and goes in like little three-day stints, and then it disappears for about a month to two months. So me, I know that, you know what, if I would put myself at risk, and depending on if it was because I was listening to music and ear, you know, the hair follicles in my ear and, uh, the, you know, the, all, all these different things that, you know, could potentially you know, harm my eardrums and harm the progress. I would never go out. And first and foremost, clubbing is fucking pointless. Sorry. Sorry for my French. I'm sorry. I, I know some of you out there. Oh, I love clubbing. I'm good. I'm good. I'm an 830 guy. I got things to do. I got goals and people to impact. Oh, have fun. I do have fun. I have fun at a piano bar, drinking wine during a holiday, writing down some things and just, it's like meditating while my eyes are open. That's my type. I'm not that type of club goer, nor is it. It's like, what's the number one reason why people go to club? Do you really believe it's because dancing? No, it's because they want to hook up. And some of you may disagree with that, but come on, let's be honest. Okay, why are all those dogs over there at those Las Vegas clubs? Okay, they're looking to pray, unfortunately. Why? I've, got, I've, I've been there, done that. I was, I was out there in Las Vegas and I saw some of those dogs and I'm like, dude, this is so pointless. I went to a club one time in 2009, 13 years ago, and I never went back. All right, because it's goddamn pointless. What is the point? I'm going to ruin my entire next day for staying out all night, getting uh, getting drunk and not even being able to have conversations and lose my voice. No, thank you. Do I say politely goodnight? Yes. There it is. I don't care how big the client is. I don't care if it's uh, I don't care if it's Apple. Goodbye. All right. It's time for me to go to sleep. Got an early morning. I got a routine. But hey, if you want to have a drink at 5 p.m., chill at a piano bar or some kind of bar and chat it up and talk about all the things that we're grateful for in life from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. I'm good with that. Maybe 5 p.m. to about 7 p.m. I'm very happy with that. And saying that, let's go on to the next one. Keep 
a document. And again, is it yes, no, or it depends? Go on to my IG to tell me what you think, by the way. C, you're shopping for a suit, but the only one you like costs twice what you want to pay. Do you buy it anyways? Me, I just like, it's kind of like hotels. I have a limit. And with hotels, I'm like, okay, normally I spend 100 a night, uh, 150 is pushing it because the expectations are very high. And if you don't meet those expectations, I'm going to completely blast you on a booking site. I think anything 160 and above, it's so difficult because my expectations are world high. And if one person just so happens to slight me in any specific way, they're gonna get a very poor review. And a hotel, to be honest with you, I mean, how much can you price a hotel, a room, a single room at? You got your jacuzzi, you got this, you got that. But to pay any more than $200 for a room is criminal. I remember I stayed at the Bangkok Marriott. Did not pay, but it was about $230 when I did my BIDC presentation three years ago. And I'm like, I would never pay 7,000 baht, like $233 for a room. Absolutely not. Did that hotel live up to that 200, what is it? That 7,000 baht, that $233? It didn't. It lived up to maybe a $160 one. You see what I mean? And if I had booked the hotel, I would have blasted them. From the stupid key car mishap to the rude ass people downstairs. Well, it's actually the, the, the very, I, I don't like hotels like that because there's so many posh people and I have to consistently put some of these, the, you know, some of these good old Europeans in their place. No offense. I love all my Europeans. I love you folks from the Netherlands, Rotterdam. Oh my God. I'm big fans of you guys. Love you. All right. But some of them like, oh my God, uh, this is not what I ordered. Oh my God. The eggs Benedict. Fuck you and fuck your eggs Benedict. Take that shit back to your table. See, I have American moments. I don't want to have an American moment. I want to enjoy my time away from people. Remember, I was staying at the Sintesa and Jimbaran. And no offense, big shout out to my Chinese. I know you guys don't listen to my podcast too much. But, you know, it was the second day staying there. I went downstairs to eat and all these Chinese people just stared at me as if, what's a black man doing here? It was the, oh my God. So yeah, I don't, I don't like staying at these super poshy hotels. If you don't live up to the standards, I'm going to blast you on all sorts of, it's just going to get ugly. So, why did I say that? Why did I go on a rant? If the suit is going to land me the biggest opportunities in the world, if I wear it, I'll buy it. But no, some of the people at my job right now, Arsenio, why don't you, you know, dress very nice here as you do when you go to your training companies? Because, because I don't want to, because this is a goddamn shopping center, because I don't care because it's the weekend, because leave me alone. Why are you so concerned about what I'm wearing? Hell no. My suit, I got, I got a budget. Uh, would you buy Gucci? Would you buy the Hell no. What the hell is that suit going to do for me? It's clothing. It's material. It's in no way, shape, or form going to help me. The only reason why people buy those suits, like all actors and actresses around the world, is to impress people who really hate them in actuality. Ta-da! No, <laughs> that's my C. Let's go to D. A friend in banking gives you an investment tip. You can make or lose a lot of money. Do you take the risk? Well, investment tip, you can make or lose a lot of money. Depends how much I got to invest. 
It depends how much money I got. So I'm going to put it depends. It depends on a lot of things, but more than likely, no. But I will say it depends because there are stipulations around that, right? So you're beating your boss at golf and he's a really bad loser. You could drop a shot or two, do you? Hell no. Hell with my boss. Take this loss like a man. All right. I'm going to whip your ass. I asked my student this question and her boss is in the room. She's like, yeah, I'll drop a shot. I said, hell no, you better whoop his ass. And he's like, no, no. I said, no, you whoop his ass. All right. Drop a shot because you getting all pouty. No mother. You gonna you got to learn how to lose. Okay. And if you do anything with my salary or you cold shoulder me for any reason, shape or form, I will blast you into the next goddamn dimension. Oh my God, drop a shot or two. You're a poor loser. You're going to lose like a bitch. <laughs> no pun intended. Okay. Take this loss like a champ, you asshole. Oh, I got to calm down. Oh man, I'm on fire today, people. Hold on, F. Okay. Two more questions. A good friend is starting her own business. She asks you if she could borrow $10,000. You can afford it. Do you lend it to her? Fuck no. I'm not an ATM. All right. I am not an ATM unless I get to buy equity into the company or I get stock. You know, one of my childhood friends, Billy, uh, love him to death. I've known him for about 26, 26 years, about 26 years. I met him in 96 or 97, I believe, when I was in second grade. So it had to be 96. And, you know, he said, oh, I just, you know, I just joined a company. And because I joined with, you know, the first 10 people, uh, I got free stock. And if this company blows up, it can be life changing. This and that. He works for Nintendo, too. I'm so proud of him, man. I love him like I do my next breath. Um, you know, he was telling me. Uh, oh, man, I forgot where I was going with that. But anyways, I totally just lost my thought. I don't even know why I brought up that uh, story, but maybe it might come back. So, again, I am not an ATM. That's all there is to it. Okay. If someone asks me for $10, can I borrow $10? I'm more concerned about their well-being than I am about the $10 because that means they don't have $10 in their name. So we're in a really, really big, it's kind of like, you know, a lot of no offense Indians, you know, from the TOEFL group, they always come to me. They're like, is the webinar free? I'm like, bruh, if you don't have $5, I can't help you. Yet you're going to pay for a $235 test. You're going to take a $1,000 to $1,500 one-way ticket to another country and somehow get a full-ride scholarship and not have to pay for any food or expenses. That doesn't make any sense to me. If you can't afford or invest $5 in yourself, I know exactly who you are. End of story. I'm not lending anything to anyone. I'm not an ATM, okay? Now, if I do have the money and I want to help people, which I am, I have that life assignment goal, and I want to help build up schools and invest in ER and help with education. I'm going to do that with all my money. But if you ask me for money, no. Okay. I'm not an ATM. Now, G, you're offered twice your current salary to take a boring job in a beautiful city. Do you take it? Absolutely not. Now, because guess what? That actually happened to me. I went from making $12 an hour as a dental assistant. Like, whoo, my God, this is about 11 years ago to making uh, 25 to $27 an hour in Australia. It wasn't a boring city, but my job was even more boring because I couldn't do the things I wanted to. And I just felt like, where am I going with my life? There's no purpose to that. It just felt like it, you know? And so I would say no. So I only have one, it depends. And so now with those questions being answered, 
let's look at what type of thinker you are. If you wrote depends or it depends to five or more questions, you are a reflective decision maker. You like to take your time thinking about things through before coming to a final decision. And some jobs, this is a good strategy. Okay. And a lot of people, and you, but you know, for others, you know, you, you can't, you, you, you got to make up your mind, right? So be very careful with that. If you wrote, it depends to two or fewer questions like me, you are a reflexive decision maker. You'd rather think fast and make the wrong decision occasionally than take so long to decide uh, you miss an opportunity. This could be a vital skill for a manager. Just make sure you're more right than you are wrong. Now, again, it's not about, I've never made a wrong decision though. I think things through. Now, just because I wrote, it depends, it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, you know, you, you make decisions very quickly. Hell no, it's actually the exact opposite. I think it through and I always make the right decision, always. Only a couple of times while driving. Oh, okay, let's just keep going straight. Oh, shit, traffic. You know, you see what I mean? Only a couple of times has that happened. And it only happens with traffic. In regards to my life, when I quit my job five years ago, four or five years ago, best decision in my life. When I ran away from that terrible school, uh, the last school that I taught in more than seven, uh, seven years ago, best decision I ever made. When I left the South of Thailand, best decision I ever made. When I left my first job, one of the most racist jobs in the world in Southeast Thailand, Chantaburi, best decision I ever made. And so, again, that's the way I look at it, right? So, nonetheless, reflexive, that's what I am. If you wrote depends for three or four questions, you're a balanced decision maker. You don't take time agonizing over simple decisions. That sounds like me. But you don't rush on decisions that have serious implications either. That sounds like me. You seem to be in control with both your heart and your head. And then at the end, it says, but are you so in control that you never take risk? No, that, that doesn't necessarily mean it, just because you're very balanced doesn't necessarily mean that you're not a risk taker. Pretty stupid. But nonetheless, I'm more balanced. I don't know how I fell into that reflexive, but I'm more balanced. As you heard when, me, you know, in me discussing exactly how I go about, you know, making decisions and stuff. And so nonetheless, people, those are the three different types of decisions, uh, decision makers. Okay. Depending on what you are, is that someone you want to be? We're going to be talking about the art of decision making coming up in the next podcast. Stay tuned for more. And thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host as always. Over and out.